everyone. Good morning. Chabia, in everyone's life, wherever they're holding, however they're holding, this light of Pesach Sheni is a very, very strong light to this year specifically because most of us, when we were asked, how was Pesach? Most of us didn't feel that there was Pesach this year. So Pesach Sheni, this, this Indian that we have today, is should be taken, Be'ezah Hashem, each in your own way, the holiday of second chances, doors opening again, we should go through them, B'Simcha, we should be fulfilled with good news, B'Ezrat Hashem. Just saying, we're going to be having a matzah feast in, this, in the Shia this morning, just putting it out there. So, we're having one more day right now of, the, of going deep with the by Yochai, and everyone knows the famous story of him ending up for all those years with his son Rebbe Laza into the cave and eating carobs. But when we speak about how he ended up getting there, we'll understand a very important tchuna about who Rebbe Shimon Bar Yochai was and how he differed from other Rabbanim of the time, other Tanaim of the time. We have a concept that always, it's called Litpalel Shel Malchut. That means to daven for the peace of the current, of the government, that wherever we were in Galut and wherever even in Eretz Yisrael, in that situation with the Romans, to daven for their Malchut, even if we can't say they always loved Yidin, because they barely ever loved Yidin. Even when they loved Yidin, it was always an ulterior motive for it. But the story, the famous story of Masechet Shabbat, illustrates for us how Reb Shimon ended up in that cave. And I think it's very important for us, especially today, to point out that the last thing you could say about Reb Shimon Bar Yochai is that he was politically correct. If anything, Reb Shimon Bar Yochai was probably the most politically incorrect Tana that ever lived. Based on what? So the Gemara in Masichet Shabbat, Daflamid Gimel, says that once upon a time, a few Tanaim, they were sitting around discussing the Malchus of Rome that was reigning over them at the time. And Rabbi Yehuda opened up by saying what people naturally normally stated was that, look at Rome, look at everything they built, look at, look at their Malchus in the world. Yes, it's not you know, perfect, but there's so many great things that they did. And he wanted to point it out. And he was speaking loud, out loud, about good things that the Malchus of Rome was doing in Eretz Yisrael at the time and in the world. Rabbi Yossi, the Gemara says, Shatak. He didn't say anything. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai hears this, and he says, and, you know, in, in his heart of hearts, you would like to say he thought, oh boy, I, I, I can't hold back, but I'm going to get in trouble right now. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai starts saying to Rabbi Yossi and to Rabbi Yehuda, you know that that's mamish garbage. Everything that they did was just for themselves. The bridges they built for us to better our transportation was just in order to collect taxes. All those other places and, and buildings they built was for bad things going on there without getting too much into details. Vechule, vechule. Now, I'm not going to start to lay a pot. I'm not going to start to beautify and talk politically correct about the current Malchus. Word gets out that this happens. And the din was obvious from the Romans. They said, Rabbi Yehuda, he spoke so beautifully about the Malchus of Rome. What was his thing? Yit Ale. We're going to, they praised him. Go up in status. Rabbi Yossi, that didn't say anything, he was Shatak. They said, okay, you're not going to get killed, but you've got to be exiled. Yishalach Lagalut. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, the Gzardin was? Death. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai goes and he hides in his house for a while while his wife was providing them with, with, with tremendous mysterious nefesh, with basics just in order to survive, didn't leave the house. But since the Romans knew that after the previous Mered's, Bar Kochva and others, that, 
that caused, these rebellions caused such a begam in their covered, anyone that spoke a little bit ill about, about Rome, they would have was hunted down, mamash, without rachamim. So they were going and searching and they could feel the heat in the Bar Yochai household, so much so that it was very clear that if they continue staying there, it's a matter of minutes until they're caught and they're found. That's how they went and ended up in the cave for 12 years, being sustained by the famous Eitz Charuv, the carob tree, and the Ma'ayan that came out before them. And then you know the story that after the 12 years they come out, the level they were on is that they were burning people up, that they couldn't connect to anyone that's kashur to Olam which also has to do with the first story that we mentioned. Everything, we see a lot of other places in, in, in the Shas that Rav Shimon Bar Yochai is non-compromising. For instance, there's a machloka between Rav Shimon Bar Yochai and Chachamim that speak about if a person should indulge at all with any avodah in Olam or should he just sit and learn Torah. And the Chachamim end up saying a person should sit and learn at least uh, a few opinions, but one says two hours a day, one says he should work two hours a day, but there's always this combination. Reb Shem Bar Yochai comes and says, Slicha, when a person is busy doing what he's supposed to be doing and being Eved Hashem in this world, that Torato is Umanuto, that he says, learning is my life, Avodat Hashem is my life, Melach says then everything that he needs in this world and worldly matters is done by other people. The Chachamim don't agree with him. They say, what do you mean? You have to be involved in this world. Reb Shem Yochai is connected. He, he's, he's in the world of Me'ever. He's in the world of the Emes La'amito. He's in that world of the truth of all truths. Non-compromising truth. So much so, like we described yesterday, I think it was, that why couldn't the Talmidim get too close to him while he was dying, giving over the secrets of the Torah? Because he was surrounded by Eish. He was coming from a completely... I don't want to say a different, it is a different world. He was coming from the most realist world of emet that exists. As we're preparing ourselves towards the light of Rabbi Shem Bar Yochai, this Lag Ba'omer, gotta look deep down, I'm saying to myself, I gotta look deep down and realize in my own life, where am I, where am I serving the idol of Avodah Zarah of PC? Where is it in my life that I'm still trying to always make things beautiful and, and, and make, every, make sure that you know, everything, everything's working out good, and in the meantime, I'm suffering, and I'm compromising, and the truth of my truth is getting blemished by trying to make things look, look pretty on the outside. The light of the fire of Shem Bar Yochai, you can do it, and you can go to the MS Lamito and be, be as real as possible without causing chas v'shalom any machlokets that don't need to be done. But, however... There's something each of us said right now in the morning in davening. En malasot. When you find a new path of truth, we say every single morning, Ose chadashot. What are the next two words? Baal milchamot. When you have something new that you have to tune into, en malasot. The way of this world is, Ose chadashot baal milchamot. People are not always going to be so easy with you when you have something new to share with the world. Don't worry, it's a simon that Be'ezer Hashem Davin strong that your machloket should be l'shem shamayim, sofa kayam. Don't get too startled if something new that is, is erupting within you causes a little bit of a stir as long as you realize throughout the whole time it's only coming out of Ahavas Torah, Ahavas Hashem, and Ahavas Yisrael. We should be zonche for this because we need a big facelift. We need not just facelifts, we need, we need a lot of heart trance, we need a lot, a lot of renewal going on. There's a shluf that's still happening with the klal, with the am, and uh, I personally am feeling it directly affecting me very, very much. 
In this, that's why I'm like, with fear and trepidation, marching towards the light of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, that it should all be L'Shem Shamaim, and it should be connected, obviously, to Pnimiyus Torah, to the secrets of the Torah, to the deeper layers of the Torah, through Hasidus, through Kabbalah, through, through Pnimiyus, through Rav Kuk, through the Gra, through all the tzaddikim that we're always, uh, we're always connected to the world me'ever, what's in front of you, just not looking at face value, what you see is what you get. Well, maybe it's time to like, look a little bit deeper at things and at people. Bezrat Hashem, the light of Reb Shimon B'chai will burn within us stronger than ever. Amen. Amen.